Blog Talk Radio. Ladies, H-Town boys, kicking it with my boy Luke, for the 9-3, you know what I'm saying, cause we will be knocking the boots, G.I. Shazam, Gino, they gonna do a little something for you real sexy like, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> hey yo, check the verse, when we make good love Listening to some more of the game All night long Now I want that old pain back Make these moments once again perfect So won't you, so won't you um, I do it for her, babe Love and body rockin', knockin' boots all night long hey. Making love is you retire to the break of dawn But oh, come on, oh, come on Turn the lights down and let me get on it Some sweet rockin', some sweet love 
now we on the intermission tip. So all you ladies go get your towels, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's laid out like that, you know. But wait a minute, we ain't through. Kick the vamp. <laughs> Let's talk love, sex, nutrition <laughs> uh, on the family healing circle. Look, I'm getting 
You're making me nervous, Harry. Um, he is, uh, you know, our co-host, our co-producers, and they invited us to do our show here, and we had just been absolutely blessed to have this um, experience. So Harvey is a coach. Um, he's also uh, does chakra balancing. Uh, he does. He's a relationship coach, and he and uh, Arlene Cahead have a relationship um, show every week on um, once a month on uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday. Second Thursday of the month. Every Thursday. Yep, right here. Second Thursday of the month. <laughs> right here on this station. <laughs> and, you know, he, he does some amazing things. He's also been on the love journey with us. Um, every once a, I mean, you know, once a month he'll come on and talks about uh, relationships. And so these are the kinds of things that we are always looking forward to uh, hearing coming from Harvey. Harvey does work, um, as a matter of fact, I had some chakra healing work with Harvey, and mm-hmm. um, it helped, he helps you to align yourself when you're, when you're out of alignment, you're dealing with your chakras, and um, you know, support you just in having a, a holistic life. And part of the reason why Harvey was able to bring himself through his healing experience with ED, which is kind of a short name for erectile dysfunction, um, is through him learning how to heal himself nutritionally, um, also with his uh, his healing hands, Harvey's healing hands. <laughs> Harvey is also the founder of the Healing Hands and the One Thought Coaching. And so, you know, he just does an array of things. And he was on uh, a few um, months ago talking about Tantra. We love that show. So he does so many things. He wears so many hats. And tonight he's going to be sharing his journey. And Harvey, I just want to say to you, I honor you. I absolutely honor you for having the courage uh, and the commitment to to helping others. Because there are so many men that are affected with ED or impotence, mm-hmm. as it was called back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 they are not willing to talk about it. There's a whole lot of shame around it. And what's so funny is that I, I said to Harvey earlier, I said, "Well, Harvey, I'm I'm kind of um, apprehensive about putting this post up on your Facebook page <laughs> because I don't know how you feel about it." And he's like, "Go ahead." So you know, I'm up here feeling stuff for him that he really doesn't even feel for himself because he's already been through it. But you know, when I have conversations. With men, and and I'll go into this a little bit later on, have had, you know, relationships with men who have had this challenge. Again, there's a whole lot of shame and, you know, disgrace, I guess, uh, for men. So, um, you know, thank you so much for standing up, loving yourself, and loving our brothers and our family enough to want to share your journey one more thing before you uh, before feel welcome, my brother. Uh, I do want to do our regular disclaimer. Vani usually handles this part. So um, I do want to know, want you to know, family, that this is an adult show. 
So we do ask you if you have young people under the age of 18 uh, in this conversation, please, 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 um, you know, place yourself in a place where, you know, only you can hear this conversation because we are going to be talking about things that adults talk about. Uh, Also, um, Harvey is going to be sharing some things about his own personal journey, things that he may have done for his own healing. Um, So you may get some ideas about that. But if you are under a medical care, or even if you want to try some of the things that he uh, talks about, please seek uh, medical attention. I mean, please seek your medical yeah. provider before you would try any of these things, because we are not uh, medical doctors. I am a love and sex enthusiast. Harvey is a coach and a healer. Uh, we invite you to please seek professional um, advice before trying anything. All right. So, Harvey, I am actually going to invite you to come in and talk and, and just share a little bit about your journey. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, in case there are people who are not aware of what mm-hmm. erectile dysfunction is, how it can happen, and, and what your experience with it was. Sure. And, Zakia, I want to thank you for having me on. And I just want to say a few things before I get started. It's not that I was you know, not that worried about you putting it out there because this is a hard thing to deal with, you know. But my journey, and since I'm on this side of it, it makes it a little bit easier. (laughs) But that journey is a rough one. And when you're going through it, when you can't get it up, when you want to get it up, it's like the most embarrassing thing in the world, you know. Um, So what erectile dysfunction is, is when you're not getting sufficient blood flow to your member. Now, it happens in different ways. Some people, some men, can't get an erection at all, meaning there's just not enough blood going into the uh, penis in order to get up. Others can get it up and can't keep it up. The blood goes in and it comes back out. And there are a lot of different reasons for it. Um, I'll talk about some of them a little bit later, but I want to touch on some of the more medical reasons when this was called impotence because erectile dysfunction is a relatively new term for what used to be known as impotence. Back in the 60s, 50s, 70s, you know, when it was called impotence, and fewer men were affected by it, usually it was thought by many medical professionals to be all in the man's mind. And it could happen if you were with a woman who you were in some way intimidated by, or if you felt a whole lot of pressure because of this woman, you thought she was just the most beautiful woman, or you know she was out of your class, or you felt your reputation was on the line. So when you put a lot of pressure on yourself to perform, you know, you can have that situation, impotence, because you're putting that pressure on you. Other ones was health reasons, medical. You know, if you were on medication for things like blood pressure or diabetes, this played a a problem. This played into you not being able to get a regular erection during the time when it was considered impotency. Now, all of these are still falling under the reasons that people have erectile dysfunction, but there are other reasons 
that people, men, are having erectile dysfunction. These are medical reasons that you ran into before it was erectile dysfunction and it was just impotence. Because at that time, fewer men had it, and usually when it was happening, it was something that was easier to treat. You know, there were things like getting a massage could allow you to relax enough that you could have your get your erection up again. There were various different things. Some I don't even want to share on the radio because it can be considered demeaning, but, <laughs> you know, it demeaning to women because it's it, it typically used when a guy was with a woman or trying to be with a woman who he felt was out of his class. Obviously, he would find someone kind of the opposite. And, you know, but anyway, erectile dysfunction is really – it's about being able to get the blood sufficiently into your member and keep it in there for a period of time until you ejaculate and even beyond that in some cases, but at least until you have reached your climax or the woman has reached her climax, hopefully, if you allow her to go first. So with my journey, it kind of it stemmed out of my own ego. You know, as a young guy in my teens, I thought I was a bit of a stud. And the fact that women treated me that way played into it. And I say I thought because I don't know if I was or wasn't. <laughs> you know, in my mind I was, and there was enough women who made me feel that I was. But being a man of my age today, I know that just because a woman don't tell you you ain't getting it done, you know, don't mean that you getting it done. It just means that she didn't tell you. So what they made me feel was that I was good at what I was doing. Through my marriage, I was in a player mode. And when I was in a player mode, I wasn't attached to any of the women who I was having sex with. And this is probably when the situation with my ego was at its worst because I could care less what you got. You know, the first time we would have sex, I was going to knock your socks off. That was my mission. But after that, I could care less what you got, you know, because the first one was the one to get you hooked. After that, it may be a lot less. And there was actually a game that I played with myself mentally. You know, an A-plus performance always out the gate. First one, A-plus performance. After that, you get whatever I feel like giving you. It may be a C. Sometimes it might be a D performance. A D performance means I got mine and, oh, well, and I'm gone. A C performance means, you know, I put in a little effort, a little bit more. D, I put in no effort. It Often it was a B performance, you know, because some women I wanted to keep around. So I didn't always give them an A. I may give them a B. But then one day I might be feeling exceptionally horny, and I go ahead and hit it the right way again just to make sure they know that I can still do it. So it was one of the things where I felt that I was that good at sex that I could play these games. And interestingly enough, it worked. It worked. And the women kept coming back and kept coming back until I decided that that wasn't the kind of life that I wanted to live. So jump forward some years, and now I'm at the end of my 30s, and and I'm no longer living that lifestyle. It's way behind me by at least 8 to 10 years. But now it's like 
it doesn't do what it used to do. And obviously, I, I can always say, well, I'm older. And because I'm older, it's expected that it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. So what I found was, you know, I was in a relationship, and in that relationship, it was a woman who I cared a great deal about. I, I was not always able to perform at the level I wanted, and I never performed at an A+. plus. At best, in that whole relationship, I may have hit a B+. Plus. And I can pretty much say with some assurance, I didn't do it more than twice. So I was always operating between a B minus and a C for me. And, of course, this is my grading system. But what I'm saying with this grading system is I wasn't giving her the best I knew I was capable of, but it was the best I was able to do at that time. And so in my head, in my mind, I don't want to accept that, you know, this is the best that I have. I'm thinking, well, I'm older, you know, usually this is after work, you know, it takes time to get from where I am to where she is, you know, I'm tired, this, that. There was all kinds of excuses that I made, games that I played with myself. And then I would always fall back on, well, you know, before this relationship, there was a woman who I was messing with, and we weren't in a relationship, but we were having relations. And it was ever ready. And it was always a B-plus and an A performance. Not necessarily an A-plus, but I didn't feel the need to give an A-plus. But it was always a B-plus, A performance. Even on my worst day, it was a B performance. So I could always fall back in that and say, no, this can't be. Maybe it's something with the chemistry with this woman. I made up excuses because as a man, that's what my ego tells me to do. You know, my ego say, dude, you know, as a teenager, you was a stud. You know, in your mid, well, late 20s, when your marriage was over, you were a stud. You know, you had women running in and out your house, your neighbor used to brag about how his kids said, Mr. Harvey's a pimp. And he's like, well, he's no longer married. He's done what a single man do. You know, and he told me the story so many times. You know, all I could do was laugh about it. And his kids would be like, no, you don't understand. He's got women coming of all different colors. They're black, they're white, they're everything. You know, and it was just like, okay, you know, embarrassed a little bit that his kids were seeing that because these kids were like eight. Nine, ten years old. So embarrassed a little bit that they were seeing that and paying that much attention to it. But the fact that I could see the joy in his face, you know, that, that it was like a respect from this brother, like, hey, man, you had it going on. You know, that just kind of made me put my chest out, like, yeah, yeah. So my ego is reminding me of things that I was able to do and how I carried it. And so it didn't want to accept what it was seeing. And even though in this relationship where it should have probably been like that with this one woman, it was still saying it must be her or it must be something else because I know it ain't you because just before this, you were doing better than this. And when the relationship came to an end, you know, things kind of resumed with with the woman who I had previously been just, you know, having relations with. And in that, it was still back. And so it's like, what is it about this woman? 
You know, and, and so again, I had to think about this rationally. I had to look at what's going on, and what I could come up with is this: if I compare this to the women I was with after I was married, I had no emotional attachment to them. And so maybe, maybe the problem isn't that, you know, I got something going on down there. Maybe the problem is, as long as I don't really care about the women I'm having sex with, I can get the job done. When I start to have emotions for them, then I can't get the job done. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, sounds good, you know. And then, you know, thinking like a man, I can share my perspective on it with other guys. You know, I can talk with guys and like, hey, man, have you ever noticed that, you know, you can bang the you-know-what out of a girl when you don't really care about her? And guys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we can share stories about it. I don't go no further than that. You know what I mean? I don't give the other side of the story. That's it. And so the fact that they like, oh, yeah, man, and then we got stories that we can swap and we can share, that's like, okay, good. That's enough for my ego. But the reality was it was still going on, just not with this particular woman. And so I couldn't understand what was different about this particular woman. So, again, later on, another relationship come, and it was just – it's like the same thing. When in the relationship, only this time it was really – Bad because it was never a matter of not being able to get an erection. It was a matter of not being able to keep an erection. So with this woman, and I guess I was more turned on by her. So in my mind, I could do everything. But when it came time to do it, I could do just a little. And so I got a little crafty with it. You know, I got a little wise, even though I didn't want to accept it. You know, Zakia, what I did after the first experience was I started gathering information. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say I compiled information. And so I read some things, I looked at some things, I listened to some things. I started educating myself about something that I didn't want to believe was true. But I wasn't necessarily doing what was supposed to be done. I would try some things and maybe do it for a week or so and stop, but I wasn't serious about it because, again, my ego kept telling me, dude, it ain't you. It ain't you. So when this next situation came up, and this next situation, because of where I was in this relationship, how I was feeling, where my mind was, and my performance not even being what it was with the last relationship, it it was different because I could get it up. I could get it up like all the time, but I couldn't keep it up. So when I'm in the mist, it falls apart. And that was really bad because for the first 30 seconds, I was working towards A+. And then it wasn't a slow drop. It was like jumped off the cliff, gone. 30 seconds, and then next thing you know, whew, still in there, but he's done. And this was more embarrassing than anything prior to it. So how do you come back from that? You know, because to be honest, the the truth of what was going on with me was this relationship ain't going to last. She going to need something better than this, you know. And if I can't come up with something better than this, then this is done. And so I started going into the information that I already had because I already had it. I already looked at it. 
Some of it I read, some of it I listened to, but it wasn't anything that I was working on. So I started working on some things, and I want to share some of those things, you know, a little bit later on, but I want to get through the story. So I started working on some things, you know, and, and I learned a couple things too. <laughs> I learned that sometimes if you can get just enough blood in there, you know, to to not necessarily be fully erect, but not to be soft, to be in a somewhat pro-flaccid state, which is like a, a mile hard. If you can get there, then you just need to put pressure on the right spot. Now, the downside is it's going to feel like you a small dick brother. But the upside is you don't have to go that far to get to that spot. You just need to put pressure on the right spot, and at least she can get pleasure. She may not, you know, again, you may get a reputation as being a small dick brother, but at the same time, you still got a little something done in there. It, the other downside is it's less likely that you're going to ejaculate. It's less likely that you're going to come because you're not hard enough. And in order for you to do it, you're going to have to push a whole lot of energy into it. And what I found for me is when I tried to make me, I couldn't. But as long as I could get that much, I could hit a spot. And at least for a little bit longer, for some minutes longer, I could give her a little more pleasure, even though it wasn't doing a whole lot for me. But so I started doing some exercises. I started doing some, you know, some work, and it, it was getting better, and it was getting better. And so since that relationship, I've gone a little deeper into it. I found out some things about what's really going on with this erectile dysfunction, and it's it's a cash cow. It's a cash cow for the pill business. You know, and it is somewhat manufactured. It is not a natural state of men. If you think about it, you know, our grandfathers and our grandfather's father and grandfathers, they didn't go through this, you know, but they lived a more active lifestyle. And the foods that they ate, for the most part, was a lot healthier than what we put into our bodies today. So I learned some wonderful techniques. I learned that it also required having a mental change as well as a change in my diet as well as a physical change, a change in my exercise routine. And so as a kid, what I did was I started acting these things and making it a regular part of my lifestyle. Now, let me say this. I still have my days where I get to eat my processed foods, but that's not on a regular. You know, I still have my days where I binge off of sugary treats, but that's not a regular anymore. It's more it's more of a healthier diet than what it used to be. And to my testament, you know, just over the holiday season, I was with a lady friend of mine. And she was in a particularly randy mood that night. And so no matter how much we had sex, she wanted more. So I just came over, spent the night with her. We roughly spent about 23 hours together. In 23 hours, we had sex 10 times. 
ten times. I had never, even when I was a young man, been able to go ten times, especially not in a 23-hour period. Now, did I pay for it? Yes, I paid for it very, very much. Again, I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> you know, my legs were wobbly. I could barely walk. My head was filled with fog. And for almost four weeks, my back hurt so bad. Some days it was a challenge to get out of bed. But I pushed through. I even had to call my good friend Arlene because, you know, Arlene does healing hands. And I had to have her work on my back because it was killing me that bad. So though I was patting myself on the back for breaking a record, you know, and being able – because it was amazing to me. I kept figuring it's not going to get up, so she's going to have to get away from me. But the more she wanted it, the more it kept responding. And I'm mad at it now. You know, when I wanted you to get up, you wouldn't. Now I want you to retire, and you won't. What the heck wrong with you? Why we got to be at odds like this, you know? That was how I truly felt because at some point, even as a man, you like, enough is enough. Stop. But she couldn't get well, enough. So let me ask you. So, so that's so funny because uh, how? Um, oh gosh. Um, so you, so you go from, you know, having this problem or having this experience um, mm-hmm. to, you know, then you kind of get yourself together. And so, you know, you run, get this marathon, and then you pay for it. You know, well, me. <laughs> well, you know, again, it's a key. I'm going to say, you know, I'm just a little shy of 50. It's not yes. meant for me to be doing marathons. <laughs> not like that. But let me just, I, I just want to kind of go backward a little bit. Um, to, so I, I want you to talk a little bit about your feelings because I, I think that, you know, you're, you know, men, in my opinion, sometimes have a hard time uh, dealing with the emotion that is surrounding anything that they're, you know, going through, and especially when it comes mm-hmm. to their penis. You know, mm-hmm. they want they want the brother to work all the time, good, good, good. And so when when men are having this experience and they are feeling, you know, less than you know, they're feeling less than on top of their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how that affects, you know, you, you talk about, you know, what you were doing and, and with these relationships, but how was it when you were not able to perform? What is it that a man goes through? What And, and do you talk about it with your mate? Because there are a lot of women who, and I'll, you know, in a minute I'll talk a little bit about that, because as women... If you're having that problem and you're not having sex with us, we start getting up all in our head about stuff. Well, why he, you know, why he don't want to have sex? And, if, and if, especially if I'm the I'm the aggressor or assertor, and, and you turning me down, the first thing I'm gonna think is, okay, who are you getting pussy from? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's gonna be the first thing I'm saying. Well, you must be knocking boots with somebody because you ain't getting it from here. So I want you to talk about, you know, did you talk about? Your your experience or your problem with your mate or with the young lady, and how how was that conversation? What were you feeling? What was that feeling like for you? Okay, as a kid, I can't say for all men, so I'm not even going to pretend to speak for all men. But I'm going to tell you for me, and just so that you know, for starters, this covered let's say roughly four different 
women because I, I haven't had really long relationships in a long time. Um, so it, it was different things with different women. Um, and if we just say one, two, three, and four, with one, no, it, it was never discussed. Um, it, it was never the look on her face as if, you know what I mean? She never, she never, it, it, with her, it, it was probably the easiest because it was just as if we did what we did and it was done. And so for her, it was never a look of dissatisfaction. It was never a look, because again, my issue was never that I couldn't get it up. My issue was that I couldn't keep it up. And sometimes when I couldn't keep it up, I didn't stop. I kept on going through like if I was doing something. And sometimes during that long enough, it came back. And so it was like a yo-yo. It get up, it come down. It get up, it come down. You know? So it was never a situation where I couldn't get up. I could always get up. I just couldn't always you know, stick around. And sometimes I stuck around a little longer than others, but never as long as what I was used to or what I liked to. Um, so with one, no, because it was never, it never just seemed to be an issue. She really seemed to be more into who I was. And so it was never an issue. And again, since we're not talking long term, it, you know, with two, with two, <laughs> with two, the most amazing thing happened, and it just freaked me out and blew my mind. And it really blew my mind considering I knew that I was in the C performance area when it happened. But like I told you or like I had mentioned, I'm good for like the first 30 seconds. The woman came, and I mean large. It, it was just all over the place. The area we would the half of the bed was soaked, and she was just so like wow. So thirty seconds was enough for her, you know. And it was just like wow, you know. I know I'm not that good, and this had never happened before, you know. And, and quite frankly, I don't want to insult anybody, but I'm just gonna go on out here and say it, and maybe it's a reflection of me. But what I have found, what I have found is 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 that with some women it's harder to get them there than it is with other women um with this woman it was i guess an expectation for me that it was going to be a challenge to get her there and maybe it was the conversation that we had before you know this was not a woman who i had foreplay with even though I figured it would be harder to get her there, I also was probably more cognizant of what I was able to perform and just figured I'll do what I can do. But it didn't even offer up foreplay. It was foreplay in the sense of conversation. And in the 30 seconds that I was able to give, it was enough for her. Now, where the problem came in, and it wasn't anything that we discussed, because, again, this is a no, we didn't discuss it, was that she wanted more. And I wasn't able to produce more until the morning. So let me ask you this. So did you have a conversation with her, and were no. you honest enough to tell her that you were not able to, to no. um, 
Okay. No, and, because and, and, it didn't come up. And it, oh, did, okay. it one, it didn't come up. Two, she got hers before I got mine. Again, within those 30 seconds, she got hers. And then, because it couldn't come up until the morning, it was never a conversation about it. So, no. At three, with number three, that was a situation where I couldn't. I couldn't actually get up. But this wasn't even a relationship. This was just, you know, kind of a one-off situation. I wasn't even a planned thing, wasn't even an expected thing. It was one of them things that, you know, when a man gets lucky, it's like, wow. And so with this situation, leading up to it, I was rock hard. The minute it started, I was done and could not get up. And this one was the only one in this scenario where I could not get up, just could not get up, you know. And it was just like, I possibly because I didn't expect it to happen, you know. I, I did have high respect and regards for this woman, and it was just one of them things where, you know, I was completely turned on until we actually started. I was still turned on, but I was just couldn't get up. And then with the fourth one, that's the only one that there was conversation around it. How did she... And, did mm-hmm. she respond to you when you told her that she had a problem? Was she empathetic? Did she, you know, what? How, how did she respond to you? Well, and I also want to answer an earlier question because you wanted to know about how she felt. Before the conversation, yeah, there was that feeling that, you know, why am I not turned on by her? Or, you know, maybe it was alluded to it. I don't think she actually asked, but it was alluded to you know, why am I not, you know, performing that way? Am I, is she not turning me on? Stuff like that. It was alluded to. And we ended up having a conversation after a situation where it just was getting really good and it stopped. It stopped. You know, we were both all into it, and all of a sudden, the air went out. And it was just, you know... In her mind, <laughs> and I'm assuming, but I feel I could hear her cursing me out in her mind. Those words did not come out of her mouth, but I, I, I feel that the look on her face, I could hear her cursing me out in her mind, and that was when we had the conversation. And so with the conversation, what I did was, and I'm going to say it, I kind of took a chump road out. There was an easy out for me. I was on blood pressure medication. Mm. It was an easy out. I still don't know necessarily that that was it. Because, again, there was uh, there's always been a, a, a situation, a relation that had nothing more than just relations going on. And it would pop up from time to time. And whenever it did, it was always fine then even with the blood pressure medication. It was different than being in a relationship. The only one of these four that was not a relationship that didn't work was that one situation. But, you know, this one person who was one woman I was having relations with but not in a relationship with, whenever she popped up after every relationship, you know, before and after she was always there, it was never a problem. So, Harvey, I want to really, talk about uh, the blood pressure medication because I think mm-hmm. that uh, that is a really, really,
talking about uh, ED because a lot of men who are having this experience are having it for that particular reason. It could be related to medication. I mean, I know sometimes with mm-hmm. you know as we get older and you're not bring you know you're not eating correctly and all those things. I know you're going to talk about you know how that works for you, but um, the medications are affecting our you know, are, are are affecting our men and and allow and um, mm-hmm. bring forth this problem, this this concern. So you know, we can't tell people, you know, don't take your medication because we certainly don't want anyone having a heart attack. Um, you know, blood pressure getting up and and people having a heart attack. But you um, were able to uh, bring about healing for yourself through um, some nutrition, some exercise. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell everybody about these exercises. I think you told me you did like a hundred and some a day and all of mm-hmm. that and then three hundred. Okay. And then specifically mm-hmm. some of the um things that you were eating, pumpkin seeds, some other kinds mm-hmm. of things that would also be very helpful. Yeah. And the kid before I get into that, because I, I, I wanna go back to what you said about blood pressure medication. And I want Men in particular understand because just because you're on blood pressure medication, not all blood pressure medications affect your ability to get an erection. So it's important that you understand that because, like I said, I took the punk road out. I pointed to my blood pressure medication, but it the blood pressure medication may have played a small percentage. The fact that with one woman who was popped in and out wherever the opportunity was. It was never a problem as long as I was taking the blood pressure medication. With her, it was never a problem. was proof that it was not the medication. And if if you talk to your doctor, your doctor will tell you not all blood pressure medications affect your ability to get an erection. So it's important that men know that, and it's important that women know that, you know, so that if it is the medication, if you found that when he got on the medication, things changed, you can have him talk to his doctor about taking a blood pressure medication because there's other kinds that they can put them on. They can swap out to find out one that's not having that effect. But to get to the question that you asked, what I did, Zakia, was I did a change of lifestyle. And I call it a change of lifestyle because it's something that I do every day. I work out every day. Now, that's not to say I don't miss a day here or a day there. But I work out every day, and my workout rotates, you know, um, maybe for a period of time, a month, four weeks to a month. Well, actually, four weeks to six weeks, depending upon what cycle I'm in. I might be doing weights. But at the same time, when I do weights, I bulk up, and I know that bulking up, the weight actually slows the blood movement through my vein, and doing weights, if you have heart problems, can create more heart problems. So I can only do that for a set period of time, four to six weeks, and then it may be about six months before I come back to weights again. Aerobics, aerobic exercise, cardio exercise, um, 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 yoga, these things are extremely good for the blood pressure. It helps to lower the blood pressure. And, and Zakia, you may remember I had a physical back in September, and I posted on Facebook that for the first time in 23 years, my blood pressure was back, back in range. 
I felt like, wow, for the first time in 23 years. It hadn't been that way since I came out for the active duty. My blood pressure was back in range. So, and right now in the cycle that I'm in, I'm doing a lot of cardio. You know, cardio is good for respiratory, it's good for blood circulation. Uh, you mentioned the sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds are a regular part of my diet. The zinc in the sunflower seeds is good for your lingam. It's good for getting an erection. Melons, honeydew melon, watermelons, um, these are good for a man's genitals, for getting that erection. Um, eating whole foods, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits. Now, when it comes to fruits, <laughs> fruits are very, very interesting. As much as I love orange juice, orange juice is not necessarily good for your sexual abilities. Orange juice is high in sugar. Even pure, 100% pure orange juice still has a lot of sugar. Sugar affects a man's ability to perform sexually. If you can get your man to cut back on sugar, particularly an older guy, and by older I just mean men over 40, if you can get him to cut back on sugar, you'll notice that there may be a spike in his sexual abilities or his sexual stamina. Sugar is not good for the body, but particularly in men um, for what we do for sexual activities and other things, but we're only talking about sex. Drinking a lot of water, increasing your water intake, you know, about six glasses, six eight-ounce glasses of water or better a day does a lot to flush the body, which is also good for the blood. It's also good for the circulation. One of the things that you have to understand about erectile dysfunction is it is a matter of blood circulation. The blood is either not fully circulating or it's going in and it's not staying in. It's coming back out. So changing your diet. Cutting back on red meat. Yeah, cutting back on red meat. And I am a steak lover, but I have cut back on steak. I will eat steak now maybe twice a month. I guess I'm averaging about twice a month that I'm eating steaks now. Um, I don't do a lot of hamburgers. I probably have a hamburger once a quarter. So we're talking about once every three months I may have a hamburger. Chicken, and not fried chicken, you know. So chicken, and particularly skinless chicken that's not fried. So baked chicken, that's good for you. That's some good stuff that will help your diet. So really it's just a matter of changing how you eat, staying away from salt, staying away from sugar, getting some aerobic-type exercise or yoga into your practice. Um, if you study martial arts, particularly the traditional martial arts, doing a lot of katas, those exercises which help build the key, have the key circulating through the body, those exercises are also good for your reproductive organs. Um, the exercises that you were talking about are called flutters. There's a set of what I like to call sex exercises 
that you can do. It's a whole program, and I'm just going to briefly kind of talk about some of the things that's included in that program. The women are familiar with the Kegel muscles, at least any woman who's had a child. You know, if you've gone to childbirthing classes or whatever they may call them now. And I know with my first child it was the end of Lamaze days and they were calling it family something. And I think with my second child it had yet a different name. But, you know, where they teach the woman how to um, work her Kegel muscles when giving birth. Well, men, we have Kegels too, the pubococcyx muscle or the PC muscle. It's the muscle that, you know, when you got to go to the bathroom but you're not in a place where you can go, you squeeze so that you hold the urine in, that muscle right there. Over time, as we age, it gets weaker and weaker, and that adds to erectile dysfunction. And I'm going to come back to talking about food right after this. But that adds to erectile dysfunction. So as the key was mentioning, I built up to doing about 300 flexes of those a day. And what it is is you squeeze it rapidly, like if you were holding in the urine, but you're doing it rapidly, and you do it for a count from 1 to 300. Once you get to 300, don't stop. You know, keep going. Keep going. Because it builds that muscle, and the more you do it, the better the blood flow is in it. And it doesn't take long. The beautiful thing about this is this is one, at least for me, and I can't speak for all men because I don't know how many other men do it. I only know about me. For me, two to three days of this allowed me to perform better sexually. Not where I wanted to be, but a whole lot better sexually. And so that you can get a clear understanding if I had sex with a woman one day and the best I could do was a C performance, not even a C plus, if I didn't do anything else but these flexes, these Kegel muscles, the PC muscle flex up from 1 to 300 once a day, you know, because it, sometimes I've even done them, you know, two times a day. I might do it in the morning and then do it again when I get home later in the evening before going to bed at night. Um, but just once a day, if I did them 300 times a day for three days and I had sex on that fourth day with three days in between of not doing anything, on that fourth day I could perform at a B, near B plus performance just doing these. But there's other things that you do, and there's different ways that you do this. With this, when I was doing it actively, and I want to say this, I still do these. I'm lazy, though, so I don't do them every day like I was doing them. I don't do them every day like I probably should be doing them. But since performance has gotten better, I've gotten lazy. You know, it's the ego mind telling you you don't need to do it anymore. And I, I know the ego is probably telling me a lie because it don't hurt to do it. But... There's the flexes where you're just squeezing, and it's quick flutters. You squeeze, you let go, squeeze, you let go. And then there's where you hold it. You squeeze, and you hold it for a minute, and you release it. And you work up to 25 of those. It should take you about, depending upon you know how long you've been doing it, on an average, it should take you about three weeks to a month to be able to get up to doing this 25 times, holding it for a one minute, and then release for a minute, hold for a minute, release for a minute, 
hold for a minute, release for a minute. What you'll find is you try to hold it for a minute, it, it, it starts to hurt. It starts to hurt, but it's building that muscle. But what it's also doing is it's a, it's creating blood flow in there. The third way of doing it is pretty similar to the second one. Only what you do is, it, and with these, you know, it's usually about five, and it may take you a couple weeks to build up the five. But what you do is you hold it as long as you can. Just hold it. There's no set time. You go as long as you can, and then that's one. When you go with the second one, you try to beat it by five seconds. And that'd be two. And then you try to beat that by five seconds. Three. And so after you're done, you know, you should be able to do 25 seconds longer than you started with. Each time you're holding it and you're trying to hold it for five seconds longer. But you're only doing five of them. And you mark where you were. So let's say you held it for five minutes and 25 seconds. The next day when you do it, you have to start off at five minutes and 25 seconds. Otherwise, you start all over from scratch. So it's cumulative. Each day you're trying to beat where you left off yesterday, and you go from there, just keep adding five seconds to it. And it'll make your eyes water. But some of the other exercises that's involved in that is, and actually let me give you the full for any man or woman who's listening, and your man may have an issue who he may not have talked to you about or you may have talked about. This method, it, you know, it, it worked for me. It worked for me. Where I found it, it's allegedly worked for a lot of men. I found it in several different books, um, different uh, men's health type health books, type book. where they talked where about they how to cure erectile dysfunction through natural methods, not using a pump, not taking injections, and, of course, the most famous method, not taking pills. Yeah, Funny, we all know about the pills going to ask you to hold that thought because we do need mm-hmm. to go to a commercial. Uh, we're okay. almost at the bottom of the hour. And, wow, this time just goes so quickly. Um, so, first of all, thank you for sharing that. You know, I, look, I'll be honest with you, I found myself doing my kegel muscles while you were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but they tell us, sisters, do it as often as all day long. Just, you know, just. Go ahead and work them, work them muscles, girl, so we can get all. And you nice know, and men tight. should be doing the same thing. Unfortunately, doctors don't tell men this. Absolutely, you know, I it's know. not something that's put out to men. And I thank you for coming on and telling us. And any brothers that's on the phone, uh, I'm on the line with us tonight. I hope you will work the muscles so you can be <laughs> at a a uh, a one performance. Uh, but anyway, we are going to go into commercial, so uh, we'll have you come back and share about the other part of that when we come back. Uh, so, family, I invite you to just relax a couple minutes, uh, maybe get yourself, a, you know, just relax, hang out, do, do some of your Kegel and PC muscle uh, um, exercises while we go to a commercial. Harvey, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Peace. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we heal the mind, body, and soul. Join us every Monday for Totally Whole with Dr. Rosemary Cook and Pastor Bridget as they discuss issues related to spirituality, 
and mental health with emphasis on wholeness of mind, body, and spirit. Get your money right Tuesdays on Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show is the tool you need to develop a healthy relationship with your money and financial legacy. Every Thursday is a treat as we mix it up. On the first Thursday of the month, it's Total Empowerment with Angela Hart, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out. The second Thursday of the month is Relationship Talk on One Love, One Connection, One Up with Reverends Arlene Cahet and Harvey L. Bailey as they give you practical advice for creating a spiritual union to have the relationship you want. Call in with your relationship questions. Calling all brothers on the third Thursday of the month, it's the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. It's a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. When there is a fourth Thursday in the month, we have the Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahet, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. Every Friday, let's talk love, sex, and nutrition with sexual wellness coach Bondria Walters and sex enthusiast Nakia Lana, the hottest sexual health and wellness and nutrition show around. This is for the grown and sexy. Listen at your own risk. If you don't know, now you know. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's the best in entertainment, education, and talk radio. Well, welcome, welcome back to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. I am your host, Z, and I am your love and sex enthusiast. I am here with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey, who is our guest tonight, and we are talking about uh, erectile dysfunction and, and great sex. Because Harvey, you know, <laughs> you were ta- you've been talking about some great sex stuff even before you were, <laughs> were talking about <laughs> erectile dysfunction. <laughs> but before we uh, before we come back to you, Harvey, I want to take a couple minutes to introduce a young man who is uh, supporting our show tonight. Um, This young brother, I met him recently, and he has um, a a coaching program, and he also uh, helps people with uh, with problems with with student loans. You know how it is when you have to pay back those horrendous Mm -hmm. (laughs) student loans. So he's got some great news for people who may be having that problem. And uh, he's going to be here to give us that information and also talk about the New Life Renewal Coaching Program. So I'm going to bring in Brother M.A. Reed. I mean, I'm sorry, oh. Rashid. Well, I want to keep calling him Reed. Brother M.A. Rashid, Malik Rashid, are you here? Yes, I am. Thank you so much. And and I am honored to be on your show. And Reverend Belly is kicking some wisdom over there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brother Rashid. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Zakia, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you know, your last name is Loving, is Lana, so that means loving, always nurturing awareness. 
And uh, you are definitely doing that and coming through loud and clear on these airwaves. Listen, people, are you stuck in the frame of life so much so that you can't see outside the picture? You know, when it seems like you just can't seem to get out of your own way, you have the potential, but you just can't seem to turn the corner. Obstacles, stress, lack of knowledge, maybe it's stopping you from reaching and becoming or living your best self. Well, I know, don't despair any longer. I feel you. You just need a life coach, but you don't need any life coach. You need a high-performance life coach, the kind that can get you to make things happen, which is what the life coaches over at Real Life Renewal are. And, again, this is a company founded by yours truly. We help people overcome and thrive in all areas of their life. It's a holistic curriculum, money, more energy, relationships to lose weight. It doesn't matter. So become your best self. Why not you? We have the solution, and we and you've been desperately searching for us. We're here. The host of our show can attest. She's spoken to us and went through some of our modules, and uh, it's a real life renewal experience. I'm the originator of this program, real life renewal lifestyle design. Give us a call seven one eight five five two two zero two six seven one eight five five two. 2026. What are you waiting for? I know who you are. I know you because I know us, our culture, and the unique challenges we face in our daily lives. So once again, grab a pen and write this number down now. Write it down, write it down. Hurry, hurry. It's 718-552-2026. That's 718-556-552-2026. 718-552-2026. I'm a personal fan of the show. Let's talk love, sex, and nutrition. And listen, y'all, I could personally attest. Again, 718-552-2026. Start manifesting the re- reality and prospering now. It's a real-life renewal experience. And you get 20% off of any of our personal or professional coaching rates if you mention the show. But you must mention the show, and uh, we'll give you that. So no more delay. Give us a call, 718-552-2026. Thank you. Student Thank loans. you so much, Brother Malik. Thank you so much. And when you do call Brother Malik, he is also going to uh, let you know about that student loan. Uh, if you've got those problems, that he'll help uh, give you some more information about that. And we also have, you know, young people. We have family members who are struggling, and so we definitely want to hear Look, the government has a lot of money out there. We just don't know where to get it. So Brother Malik uh, will be letting you know about that. Thank you, my beautiful brother. You're welcome. So, You're welcome. Yes. God bless. So we are going to get back. To uh, Brother Harvey, and I just want to say this, you know, Harvey. I will come back to you for in a second about mm-hmm. uh, the other exercises you can use. Um, first of all, well, we all know that God has given us everything that we need to keep our bodies healthy. Everything from a, from a simple thing as flexing a muscle. And you, Harvey, you said you could only talk about your own personal experience, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were able to, you know, come upon this. Uh, you said you read it in some books. Uh, to learn. Uh, 
Malik, I need you to put this stuff on mute. Okay, there, there it is. I think I can put it on mute. Okay, so, um, you know, and, and what a gift that is, you know, because we don't have to accept these diagnoses. We don't have to accept that, you know, this is the way I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Um, I wish I had known about this. You know, I've, I've had I had an experience uh, with a gentleman, and I'm, I'm actually going to bring um, some callers in on the line who may also want to share their experience. So we have about uh, a minute or two to, for you, Harvey, and then we're going to bring in the mm-hmm. audience. But I did want to say that when I was going through the experience with the gentleman that uh, that was having this problem, and it wasn't, you know, I was kind of like you, Harvey. I really wasn't in a relationship relationship. I mean, we weren't, you know, mm-hmm. to one another. You know, we were just friends with mm-hmm. benefits, real. And um, the, the brother had this problem. And, um, you know, I, I, this was the first time I'd ever experienced this, and I really felt badly for him, but at the same time was very, very frustrating for me. I mean, extremely Frustrate. Now I didn't cuss him out or curse him out because, like you said, you. <laughs> well, she didn't, but that's what I swear I was reading in her mind. <laughs> but I will say that there was a lot of frustration. I mean, you know, I had to keep, you know, trying to jerk it off, and he would try to jerk it off, and you know, suck it off, and all these things, and all I had was something that was limp and wimp, and you know, and I just like. Okay, I I really can't do this, and I did. I looked I looked stuff up. I found mm-hmm. out about vitamin B and you know mm-hmm. some of the other uh, things that he could do nutritionally. Um, I talked to him about you know meditation and you know and I talked and nutrition you know because I knew he wasn't mm-hmm. eating right. Ate a bunch of crap, um, and he wasn't willing to try any of it. Mm-hmm. He. Willing to do anything about it except pop that little purple pill, and that little purple pill wasn't doing diddly or squat. And I said to him one day, "Well, if you're taking this thing, how come it's not working?" So, because his body got used to it. It's like any other pill. If you're on a medication, yeah. at some point your body will get used to it. And people who are on medication regularly know that they have to go back and the doctor up the doses until they have to switch you to another medication that's stronger. So when you're taking those pills, at some point they don't work anymore because your body has gotten used to it. And so now it can't do what it did in the beginning. And it and it really, and i tell you one thing, it really can mess up a relationship. And if you're, and if you're in a relationship, you know, if it's, especially if it's not a committed relationship, I mean, if it's your husband or your beloved, uh, you, you're going to do things, you're going to hang in there, you're going to work through it. You know, you want to maybe even talk about counseling, life coaching. You know, uh, Harvey, you're a life coach, um, relationship coach, and Malik is a life coach. And so maybe you can help a brother even come into his head thing first before he even starts working with his Johnson. But, you know, getting that head thing right, okay, look, let's, you know, let's not accept this thing. This visa thing, there's something you can do about it. But for women, um, it can be a very, very frustrating experience for us because you know we you know we want to be there 
for our men. We want to be there for the ones that we love, and we don't want to turn them away. Unfortunately, I had to let the brother go because I wasn't willing to keep on, you know, my hand hurting, the mouth hurting, and, and he wasn't even willing to do anything about it. So I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, um, say a nice goodbye to you. <laughs> but uh, I would not do that with my beloved and and. Uh, when I was having that experience with someone that that is my beloved, um, we talked about those things. You know, we had conversations. And sisters, if your man is having this problem, first of all, don't think that the first thing that he's doing is going and having sex with somebody else. Really find out if, if he's having a problem with an erection. Really find that out and talk to him. Let him know how much you love him, you care about him. Baby, that's okay. You know, this is not the, you know, we can find other ways and let's talk to someone and let's find out some other ways. Don't turn away from him. Because I think, personally, that's one of the hardest things for a man to have to deal with, is, you know, mm-hmm. you know is not being able to, to be satisfying to his woman, you know. So, um so, I'm, so Harvey, let's take about uh, just a couple minutes to talk about the last uh, um, exercise thing, and then I do want to uh, bring the phone lines in for the family. If you have anything that you'd like to ask Reverend Harvey L. Bailey or would you like to share and experience yourself, uh, please um, press the number one so that you can get into the queue, and we will be bringing you in shortly. All right, Harvey. I'm turning it over to you. All right. So I'm going to cram a lot in this uh, little bit of time that I have. I want people to understand, particularly guys, I talked about nutrition, but that didn't come in the beginning. I started off with these exercises. And so men and women, I want you all to pay attention to this, maybe even write it down. Contact me if you want to know how it's done. Now, I'm not going to demonstrate, but I will walk you through it. Okay, so this is an exercise. It's a package exercise, meaning it's several exercises designed to get the blood flowing back into your male parts, into your lingam, your penis. You start off by doing a warm-up. With that, you get a a cloth, a washcloth, and you you get it nice and hot, not scalding because you don't want to burn your testicles, but you get it nice and hot, and you wrap your penis in it, and you let it sit in this nice warm uh, towel, or you could just get in the shower and let the hot water run on your penis and your testicles for about five minutes. You see, what the water does, we know when we take showers, we open up our pores. Opening up pores just means you're expanding the skin. You're expanding the cells in the skin. So expanding the cells means you're allowing blood to flow, more blood to flow, because it opens up, which means more blood can come in. So once you've done this for about five minutes, now you want to lather up in, you know, maybe some baby oil or some kind of gel. And what you're going to do is you're going to stretch it. Okay, you're going to hold for a count of ten, and you're going to do it ten times. You'll pull it straight out. Until it starts to feel, you know, you don't want to hurt yourself, but you want to feel a little tug. You pull it straight out, and what you're doing is you're training the muscle. You're training the skin. You're training, you know, the ligaments in there, and you hold for a count of ten. You do that ten times. Then you go to one side. It doesn't matter if you go left first or right first, and you do the same thing. And then you go to the other side. You do the same thing. Then you pull it down. You do the same thing. 
And then you just twist it around in a circle, and you do that for a count of 30. Then you twist it around in the opposite direction, and you do that for a count of 30. That's really just like massaging it. That's really all you really kind of do. It's a way of massaging it. But as we know with massages, it allows blood circulation. Again, you're allowing blood circulation. And understand, every cell in your body has a memory. So the more you do something, the more it remembers it. So the more you do this exercise, the more it remembers it, the more it allows blood to circulate back into it. Then what you want to do is you want to massage, not the penis, but the testicles. You want to massage the testicles, the top, the bottom, and the side. And you're just giving it a nice, brisk massage. And every now and then you stop and you pull the skin of your testicles down just to stretch them out a little bit. Give them a nice little stretch. And then you go back to massaging. And you want to spend about five to ten minutes just massaging it. Now, here's the thing about that. Even before you see any change with your penis, the testicles tend to show up after about two or three days of doing the massage. They start to look bigger. They start to look fuller. Well, that's because they are. Okay? So you want to do that. And then after you've done that, you're going to do this thing called jelking. Okay, and what jelking is, is you'll take your hand and you'll put the first finger and the thumb together with the palm facing away from you. You wrap it at the base of your penis and you pull down. You pull the skin down in like a a jumping movement, like you pull, stop, pull, stop, pull, stop, pull, stop, until your hand comes all the way down to the head of your penis. And you do this, and you'll do this for about 15 minutes. If you happen to get excited and your penis gets really hard, stop. You don't want to do it once your penis gets really really hard. But one of the things that you learned is that your penis will start to get hard faster and more. But you don't want to do it while your penis is hard. You want to be in a flaccid state. So you can do it when you're completely limp and into a flaccid state. In case you're wondering what flaccid is, flaccid is when you're not completely hard but you're harder than limp. It's enough that if you jerk, if you twerk it, it'll pop. You know how when you can do what I like to call the penis trick, I can put a rag on it and make it jump? Women tend to like that when I do that. But anyway, it's not hard enough that, you know, you're ready to have sex, but it's hard enough that you can at least make it jump a little bit. And if it gets too hard, stop. But you'll want to do about 15 minutes of that, okay? And so then... After you've done that, you want to go to your PC exercise. Now, I talked about doing three. You would only do two, and that would be the end of this package. You know, the first one would be the one that I do, the flutters. I like the flutters. You don't have to start off at 300. I certainly didn't. I worked my way up to 100 and decided that the next week I'd go to 200, decided that the next week I'd go to 300. And then after I got to 300, I got lazy. By now, I should be way past that. But now I do it whenever I think about it. I don't do it every day like I was before. But, and it's again, it's just that simple. You think about it, man, when you have to go to the bathroom and you're not where you can go right now, you have to hold it, that muscle, the pubococcyx muscle, the PC muscle, that muscle that you use to hold it in, all you're going to do is squeeze, squeeze in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out. And you do it for as many as you can, working your way up to, you know, at least 300. But that you don't have to start there. You build up to that. Then after you've done that one, you want to do the one where you hold it for a minute. 
And so you'll hold it for a minute, release for a minute, hold for a minute, release for a minute, hold for a minute, release for a minute, and you work your way up to doing 25 of them. You want to do these every day until you start to see the improvement. Now, again, and I'm about to turn this over to Zakia so that we can open up the lines. When I first started doing this, I started doing this again because being a, a somewhat self-aware guy, I knew I was BSing myself with the excuses that I was giving me. But also having a, a nice, healthy ego, I couldn't imagine not being able to perform the way I used to perform. So it was really out of desperation, out of thinking, I'm way too young to be doing this. I need to get back. I started with this before the diet came around. I didn't even get into eating healthy and regular exercise. Exercise was hit or miss. But I didn't get into regular eat, regular exercise and eating healthy until I did more research. And that had nothing to do with a relationship. It was just since I became a relationship coach, learning more about it. And when I found out that the chemicals that's used on our food to help them grow, you know, farmers don't farm like they used to. You know, the soil doesn't have the nutrients that it used to. So it, we don't go through the process of turning the soil over. You know, the land isn't as healthy as it used to be. Now they just spray stuff on it and they put fake stuff in the ground to help it grow faster because we can't wait for certain seeds. Seasons. Delayed gratification is the American way, but in delayed gratification, the food that we eat is laced with so much poisons that, men, it's taking away your manhood. And the fact that this has become big business for the pill, uh, for the medication industry, for the pill business, why change? Why change? It goes hand in hand. You eat bad food, you need pills in order to perform better. So, Zakia, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Zakia? Brother Harvey, <laughs> you are the bomb.com, baby. I'm just telling you. Um, you gave a, a lot of fantastic information. I am so happy that you have come on to share this with us and that I am going to actually know that people are going to come away from this call being able to do immediately, they don't even have to wait. Like you said, you don't even have to wait to change your diet. Just go ahead and do the muscle thing. Just go ahead and do work with your work with your. I muscles. started with that, but I would suggest doing the whole package because I'm gonna tell you, the situation that I went through over the holidays, had I not been in shape. Had I not been working out, had I not been eating the way that I had been, had I not been managing my blood pressure, oh, I'd have died long before ten. I probably would have died because she was really going for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I say that to say, even though I didn't start off that way, I would suggest for better results, do all of it together. Because I'm better now than I was maybe a year and a half, two years ago, when all I did was just the exercise, Um, you know, the, the penis exercises. Well, yes, the full, full package. And, family, I want you to know, I know that was a lot of information that Harvey gave. So the beautiful thing about this, this is blog talk radio, so you can always go back and listen to the archive, get your pen and paper, and, and sit down and write all this stuff out, listen to it over and over again. Um, so that's the beautiful thing about uh, being on blog talk radio. So thank you so so much, Harvey. I, you know, this has just been such a blessing. I learned a lot, and I will be sharing it with uh, those who I love and care about. 
So we are going to go to the phone lines now. We have some hands raised um, and see if anyone wants to come in and either ask you a question or offer a comment. Um, area code 202321. Welcome to Let's Talk Good Life. Good evening, Harvey and Zakia. Good evening. However, I understand that if, you know, some of the same muscles that men have, women have, we have to exercise to tone ourselves up. Some of the same exercises, a little different, but that muscle toning, feeling, and straining is all well and good. But when you're in the midst of the whole thing, and when you, because that's going to take time. Mm -hmm. That's going to take a whole lot of time to practice and build that up. And the brother has to be consistent with it. Can't be, oh, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it next week. So I heard you say that a lot of the things that we eat, men especially, they just eat what they want to eat. A lot of them, like you said, (laughs) are not willing to do the right thing. You cook some greens. I have a brother in my class that says he ain't never ate no greens. Never ate anything green. He's just learning how to eat <laughs> greens. He's a meat and potato man all his life. Now, right now he's a young man. Eventually, if he doesn't change, some other things are going to change. Mm-hmm. So now, with that being said, I have a solution that's healthy, that's natural, and one of the things that I like to add to the whole process is you have to detox. You gotta constantly detox your body. You imagine yourself being a fifty-year-old man, and most times this particular situation, under normal circumstances, happens around forty-five to sixty. And all of a sudden, you're in the midst of that love-making scene, and your penis will not move. I don't care what the sister says or what she does; it's not going nowhere. It just won't rise up, and it is frustrating for us as women trying to do what we do, and be what we are. So part of that has to do with the daily detox. Folks need to learn how to clean their system. Because most illnesses, even that one, starts in your stomach, in your gut. So I want to recommend that you get in touch with Zakia because she has the answer to your problem verbally. We have a product that's called Strike Up. That's all natural. It has all kinds of herbs in it. Nothing, um, nothing, um, you know, no side effects. But it will arouse you. And we have one for your woman called love. So if you need some, get with the key. It will solve your problem and keep healing you too as you are taking these herbs. I'm telling you. It is not a joke. Ain't nothing like being beside a man and you working your butt off. (laughs) (laughs) Brother A responded. I mean, he's excited as all outdoors and so are you. But when it gets to the point of having penetration, ain't nothing happening. I see men come in that, with their penises, what do you call it? Rectal infection. Mm hmm. And I've seen them get excited, but it's not good for us. Not me, anyway. Let me just keep it. 
Thank you, brother. I am, am, am definitely uh, appreciative of the information, uh, considering that I went through some very, rather severe uh, health transitions in my life that took me to the to the doorbell of, of of death that did not allow me to think about intimacy except breathing. So <laughs> once I got the breathing down to the science and and <laughs> and I realized that. The one thing that I needed to do was to get these chemically induced toxins in my body out of me. I knew that detoxifying was the very first thing I needed to do and to get more serious about my plant-based diet. Eliminating the flesh of my desires, um, my steaks, uh, my ribs, uh, pork chops, getting rid of that flesh Mm -hmm. helped me to start to regain my own flesh my own body and my own life. So now to uh, get past detoxing, get past the uh, infusing of greater nutrition into my system, I am on a, a very amazing repair road back to repair that I can truly say is functioning even greater. And now you you gave me the uh, Gold's Gym workout to add to my <laughs> regimen. Uh, I hear there there are uh, awards for those who are able to rebuild their uh, physical physique. I think they call them Mr. Atlas or United. I don't know what the terms <laughs> are, but thank you for giving me a pass back to the gym. Hey, man. <laughs> Anytime, Amir. <laughs> thank you, my beautiful brother. <laughs> so, and I do appreciate it. We when when hey, Harvey, when Zakia uh-huh. asked the question, Zakia said, "Would you come to the show tonight?" I was like, "Well, sure." Who's on there? She said Harvey. I said, "No problem." She said, "Well, I'm sure it's about." I said, well, no. You said it was about Harvey. What am I supposed to do after that? Listen, one of the reasons why I said that is because I had asked, you know, a gentleman earlier today. I told him what the show was going to be about. He said, "Oh no, I don't need to be there." That ain't my problem. I'm, I'm like, okay, but you know, it's information. Don't we want to know just information? So like, I'm like, is this a is this a guy thing that you know just because you don't have that particular problem, you know, maybe you're 30 and don't have that problem, but maybe when you get 50, you might be looking at something. So you know, just information, just information. I mean, look, the way women are, if somebody says something's going on, pretty much we just go and say, okay, I just want to find out what it's all about. You know, we just have that kind of inquisitive nature. So I just want to say I appreciate you for coming on, sharing your love and your support, and continued health and wellness to you, my beautiful brother. God bless you. Yes. Well, one of the things that, that thank you for showing up. One of the things that's been missing in our in our culture and our society is that we are not we're forgetting that in the counsel of many is wisdom, and when you have someone as wise and as astute as Harvey deliberating information that will not only help but empower, you can stop anything from happening because if I, if I continue to eat 30, 40 years of, of, the, of, the, of beef and all the other byproducts that are weighing into my body, then I'm automatically, by the time I get to that stage, now a, a, a white coat and a stethoscope would tell me what I should have been doing you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago. And because, but because we are not communicating that within our community, within our circles, within our families, 
then we're we're letting them go on as if there's nothing to be said. Like last night, the Boris show was Mama used to say. I said, well, let me tell you, Mama didn't say it, and neither did Daddy. So there was no communication going on because nobody wanted to talk about what really was going on. But here you are, Harvey, on on Main Street with a megaphone <laughs> and a soapbox. I'm standing in the crowd with a sign saying, listen, it can happen. It will happen. Just keep going down that street. There's always a street sign down there. There are no street towns in, in this country that don't have a sign on it. Well, Mayor, I appreciate you being out there in the crowd, man, because the only reason I'm out here putting myself out here like this is because I don't want brothers to have to go through it. You know what I mean? If you're going through it, you don't have to stay there because we men, and we know this is the hardest thing to talk about. We don't talk about it with each other because that's just a no-no. And we don't want to talk about it with our woman. We want to try to act like it didn't happen and act like she don't realize what happened. And the only reason we get into a conversation is because we feel like we boxed in and there's no other way to deal with it than to talk about what just happened. You know, the elephant in the room. Okay, so this wasn't good for you, huh? You know, it's one of them things. And having went through it, having been in that embarrassing state, but, you know, again, having had an ego that just said, man, we ain't going out like this. Thank God I followed that ego and said, let's find a better way. Right. But here's, here's the real hard part. If you are very indulgent and very committed to the American standard diet, it will happen. The American Standard Diet is not designed for you to to have a a healthy existence. It's designed to create problems, one problem after another. Mm -hmm. And once once you continue to commit yourself Mm -hmm. to that amazing diet, welcome to problems because it will come. It feeds Big Pharma. And, you know, the food that we eat today is not like the food that was available 30, 40 years ago. The food today, even your healthiest food, comes with poisons on it because we don't have time, delayed gratification. Like I say, I remember, and I don't want to take up a lot of too much time, but I remember being a kid and my grandfather had me come you know, to his house every Saturday one summer to learn how to farm. And he talked about how it was important to turn the soil over and that you know, the soil worked in seasons. So that was how farming used to be done. You put seeds in, you watered it, you plowed it, and you waited till the season came for it to grow. We don't have time for that now. We got to get more money, more money, more money. And if I got to wait, you know, eight months before I can start making some money, I'm losing money in the time. So if you got something that will help me, then give me that. And so they put stuff in to help it grow. And then they put stuff in to keep the bugs off of it. And now you got two different kinds of poisons in. And those poisons, the ones that help it grow, helps men shrink. And then the one that keeps bugs off, that ain't good for men or women. That gives us cancer. That gives us ulcers. You know, that just feeds into other things. And, I mean, it's not just that, but that feeds into other things because it's not conducive to our digestive systems. Well, you, one more thing, Harvey. It not only makes men shrink, but it makes women grow. <laughs> How about <laughs> that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, now you got a got an upside down uh, pyramid. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, how about that? And on that note, we <laughs> uh, thank you so much. This has just been uh, enlightening. We we really are telling the truth here, though, because everything, everything, well, first, everything starts in the mind, and, of course, whatever we put in our bodies are going to be reflections of how we're going to, with the quality mm-hmm. of life that we're going to have. So mindfulness about what we're eating. We have choices today. We have choices, thank God. Um, when we get our, when we eat our beautiful fresh fruits and vegetables, as Harvey talked about, drinking that water, uh, detoxing, as Sister Rosie was just talking about, um, herbs and, and, and um, the oils, all of these things are here to support us to have a healthy life and great sex because we know when you have great sex, you are enhancing your life even more, even more. Sex is meant to bring more health and wellness to us. And we love, love, love having great sex, both of us do. So thank you, Brother Emir. I'm going to go to caller um, on nine eight four. Greetings. Welcome to Let's Talk, Talk Love, Touching Kitchen. Greetings. Can you hear me? Yes. Welcome, my beautiful sister. How are you? I am fantastic. This has been the most uh, enlightening show. Show. Um, I always enjoy hearing my brothers talk openly about, you know, things that are affecting them and, and um. I was going to share a story about a really good friend of mine who has this issue, and I don't know how to approach him to talk about it. Um, He's a really good friend of mine, um, and I know that he's a little embarrassed by it, so I guess my question would be what do I how do I approach someone to uh talk about it openly just to have the dialogue um and not come across like I'm judging him like what what would be some ways for me to do that So can you want me to take that Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Well, let me let me get a little nosy first of all, because I need Uh-oh. some background information. What's okay. the nature of your relationship with him? I mean, you say friend, but that's open to interpretation. So I need Got it. a little yeah, more no. specific. Best friend since high school. Um, we had. Um, a sexual relationship a few times, mm-hmm. um, and I noticed that he only wanted to, like, eat pussy and, um, you know, play with my pussy and do things like that, like never really wanting to actually have intercourse. And then the one time or the couple of times that we did have intercourse, um, that was when I discovered that there was an issue. And um, his response was, um, I, I'm i going to work on that or I'm going to do better. But that was as far as the conversation went. It wasn't like, 
any open dialogue as to like you know this is erectile dysfunction or anything it it kind of just stopped there and at this stage i'm just really concerned about him because outside of the sexual relationship um that we used to have he is still a good good friend of mine okay and, and so i heard used to have where are you guys now because here's the thing from uh, from a man's mind if you are intimate with him and this is what ha- what's going on he went with what his strengths is you know having been there i know my tongue got very strong you know going down was hey you know that was my secret weapon so but at the same time if i'm in a relationship and understanding it's different to be sexual with a friend someone who you consider a best friend as opposed to someone who is just a jump off you know, you don't have any feelings for her. She ain't going to get a lot of conversation. Your best friend will get the conversation, but that was used to. Has there been any change in the relationship other than sex? I mean, are y'all still at the same level? Are y'all still pretty cool? Are you like, you know, are y'all dogs? Oh, no, this is my be- like this is one of my best friends. Like we okay. talk often, we we laugh, we joke, we share intimate details about our lives. Okay, then good, because that's very important. What you have to do is, one, start the conversation off of another conversation. So it's Friday night. You get in the conversation with him, you know, particularly if you know that he has a date night and he's Mm -hmm. gone out. Talk about what his relationship was like. Oh, you really like her, this, that, and the other. Then you can kind of ease into it. Don't go hard and like, well, what about your situation? Ease into it in a situation like, oh, so what y'all do last night? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, okay. So you're going to be hitting that soon, huh? And he may say whatever he's going to say, but then you can just kind of start to talk about, you know, I was listening to this show, and they were talking about erectile dysfunction. That's something, right? And he might go, where are you going with this? <laughs> you know? Or he might, mm-hmm. He may shut down or he may just go question you, especially since y'all got this best friend thing going. And you cannot, uh, instead of putting it on him, instead of addressing him, start talking about what you heard. Start talking about how, you know, the guy on there was talking about eating better. He was talking about exercising. He even gave some exercises that men with erectile dysfunction can use. He talked about what it was like for him and how he went through it. And this is all natural stuff so that you don't have to take the pill. You know, and you can start talking about, you know, people who take the pill, their side effects to the pill. You know, and you you never really got the say to him his situation. You just keep the conversation there. Even if he tries to pull away, you bring the conversation back because you think it was an interesting conversation. So you want to share this information with him. Okay. So you brung it up and you want to try to get him into the conversation, but you never want to talk about his issue. You want to talk about what you heard and what you learned and why you think that's interesting. Okay, that that definitely, I could see that going over quite well. Yeah, and if he starts to open up, you know, the minute you see a legitimate opening, that's when you can actually get in and make it about him. But if he don't give you that opening, at least keep him listening to you. Let him know. You know, because, again, if he's going to go to the pills, if he haven't, if he ends up going to the pills, those pills have side effects. You know, you can get a lot of things. Like you can get, you, you can have temporary blindness from him because of the blood rush from one head to the other. 
you know, you can get an erection and it don't go down. And you may have to go to the hospital because you took too many milligrams of this stuff. And now, you know, you have the medical term for it is priapism. I learned that when I was a medic in the Army. Now you got an eternal erection, and you need a doctor to give you a shot to get it to go down or to do one of the other things that they have to do to make it go down. You know, it's not good for you on so many levels. There's headaches. You know, you could end up throwing up. You could end up with diarrhea for a half a day or even longer. You know, so there's so many bad things about it, and then it gets to the point where it doesn't work for you anymore anyway because your body's gotten used to it. And if the, I, if the option is that you're just not going to do that and you're going to work with your tongue and your finger, well, that's good. But at some point, the woman want to be a little closer to you. You know, and so that's only going to get you so far. At some point, you still got to go back and, and give her, you know, a little bit more as far as intimacy go. Right. Hmm. Well, thank you so much. You, so you much. are very knowledgeable about it and very open. And um, I've enjoyed listening to the program, and it's helpful. It's helpful, especially when you have people in your life that you care about and you want to be able to help them, you know, solve the, the problem or, or deal with the problem or the issue that they have. So thanks a lot for that. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Queen. We appreciate you. God bless. And we know that you're going to bring a blessing to the brother's life by caring. You know, that was one of the things that I that I posted up is that, you know, invite people to come because you love them and you care about them. You know, Brother Harvey, you said something earlier. We didn't get a chance to say that in the beginning. But when one heals, we all heal. This mm-hmm. is not just mm-hmm. a them problem. Oh, or he got that problem. You know, this is not something that, you know, the boys don't want to talk about in the in the gym, you know, in the locker room. But somebody in that locker room has that problem. And, you know, I, I don't know why men don't like to talk about stuff like this, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you know why we don't like to talk about it. Come on, <laughs> as men, you know, many of us, many of us live by what we're able to do sexually. Many of us, you know, I can remember in the seventies, I, I grew up in the inner city of Baltimore. And there were guys that I know, I like to use the term, there were cats that I knew who hung around on the street. And they would throw out, you know, some urban wisdom on how to mistreat women, but it worked like a charm. You know, you treat a good girl like a bad girl and the bad girl like a good girl, it worked every time. They tell me stuff like, you can get pussy when you can't even get a place to stay. All you got to do is know how to treat her the right way. And the right way was always the wrong way. You know, but one of the things that I learned, and in the 70s, I'm a young man. I don't even have two digits in my age, but I got cats telling me stuff like this going into the 80s. You know what I'm saying? So for a lot of us men, the men who came before us taught us that what's between your legs is what make you a man. You know, to be a man in urban uh, urban America, period, whether it's New York City, Philadelphia, Detroit, you know, L.A., being a man was about knowing how to knock down some pussy and knock out a nigga. Forget the forgive my language, but you know, those were it. You know, you had to know how to handle yourself in the bedroom and in the streets. 
so you you're asking that question. You know why? <laughs> you know why? And as an enlightened man, and I will invite any other enlightened brothers, care about your brother enough. Not that you have to go and get, but to do things like this. Have these kind of conversations. Have more conversations like this amongst yourselves. You know, have more radio shows or have more, you know, or conferences or workshops where you can have these conversations with men who are willing to say, hey, you know, I heard Brother Harvey over there, he's going to be talking about, you know, erectile dysfunction or how to, or how to nutritionally heal thyself with, um, from this condition and not have to take the medications that can cause the side effects and all this and all that. So that's my offering and that's my invitation. I want to thank you so much for starting the conversation right here on Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. You you pretty much hit it all, the love, the sex, and the nutrition, because you are loving <laughs> yourself and, and well, wanting to, have, to continue to be that A number one, to be that A to, to bring yourself back uh, naturally. We only have a couple more minutes, uh, Brother Harvey. So uh, one question I do have, and, and we're gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about Vonnie's uh, workshop tomorrow. I have one question for mm-hmm. you, and so you have to make it really, really brief. What is the mm-hmm. worst thing a woman can do when her man uh, has ED? What is the worst thing that she could do? The worst thing, the absolute worst thing that she can do is treat him bad for having it. You know, saying things to hurt his feelings, making him feel less than a man because he can't perform. Saying he's less than a man, calling him bad sex, just just out and out hurting his feelings. That for many men, not all, because, you know, People are different. But that, for many men, would be worse than being accused of cheating. Because if you go right at it, you know, you're insulting the man by saying he's less than a man by not being able to perform. At least if you're saying he's cheating, you're assuming he can perform and that he is with another woman. Thank you so much. And I I am so in agreement uh, with that, not to make him feel bad, um, you know, don't call him limp dick, don't say he right. can't do it, you know, that, I, I, ooh, that, that, hurts my, that hurts my feelings for him, um, so I do thank you so much. Harvey, you're amazing <laughs> as always, I want to say thank you again, um, I hope that, you know, everyone that has been here tonight has learned something out something that can help themselves or others. Thank you so much for supporting Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. We are here every Friday at 7.30. We, we don't always know from week to week what we're going to be talking about, but we, you know we're going to be here, and we'll be posting up on Facebook uh, about next week. We're going into the love month, so we're going to be talking about some love and juicy, juicy, succulent things this coming month. Um, bring more love into your lives by continuing to support yourself, love up on yourself, be healthy. This is for everybody. This is not just for men. This is, we got to do it too. Be healthy, get nutritional products into yourself, the herbs, the detox. Um, you know, you want to make sure you contact Miss Rosa J. 
you want to meditate, you want to pray, and you want to just be loved. Harvey, I love you so much, my brother. Thank you, um, I want to say, um, I want to just share for a minute about um, my co-host, Miss Bonnie. Uh, she and two of her friends, uh, Erica Michelle, and I can't see the other sister's name, are going to be uh, having tomorrow at 9, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the at the Ivy Hotel in Largo, Maryland, 9421 Largo Drive. Uh, they're going to be having Love, Lies, and Lust. A Love, Lies, and Lust workshop. So it's going to be, um, they're going to be talking about broken and tired, toxic relationships. Do you fear that love will never find you? Are you yearning for deeper intimacy in your marriage? Um, uh, you want to come to this explosive relationship workshop. So uh, you can see it up on Facebook or at Love, Lies, and Lust. Please support Bonnie if you are in the area. Unfortunately, I work on Saturday, so I can't be there. But please, please, please go out and support Bonnie and the sisters. Um, they're giving out some great information. So, family, I just want to wish you all the best. I love you all so much. You know, it's, it's always good to, to hang out together on a Friday night. You could be anywhere tonight, but uh, I thank you for being here. And, once you uh, get off the line with me, go go hug somebody. Go tell somebody. <laughs> call them up on the phone. Tell them I love you so much. Sister, you know, the the one that just called, go call that brother up and just say, you know what, I'm just thinking about you, and I just want to tell you I love you. You know, that will make him feel better, I'm sure. We're going to go out with uh, some Ivy Brothers between the sheets because, you know, when you have conversations like this, one of the first things you want to do Zakia. Zakia. Yes, Zakia. Oh, yes, quickly yes, before ahead. we go, can I can I plug something and give my yes, contact information? Yes. Absolutely. Thank okay. No, no problem. I have a relationship show right here on the Family Healing Circle. It is the second Thursday of every month. That's Thursday number two of every month. It's called One Love, One Connection, One Us with my business partner, Reverend Arlene Cahet. And uh, we talk about relationship issues. But also, Saturday, February 27th, starting at 12 noon, I am doing a workshop. It's called Relationship Survival. And survival stands for several different things. But just to say this, based on this call right here, everyone should know that the S in survival is sex and money. And so we talk about sex problems in relationships and money problems in relationships. And then we go from there with a whole lot of other things. And if you want to find out more about that workshop, you can call Jillian Hillstrom, who is promoting the event. It's 443-322-4408. That's 443-322-4408. And tell her that you heard Harvey mention it on the Family Healing Circle. Thank you, Zakia. Thank you, Harvey. So very much. We look forward to your workshop and to you and Arlene's relationship show. Be blessed, family. One love.
Enough of this singing. Let's make a love. 